Welcome to Gaiman's Podcast, GPod News. I'm Michael Roberts. It is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. Uh, it's kind of sunny in California. It's freaking cold. Um, the middle of the country has like tornadoes everywhere and flooding and rainstorms and it's cold in California and it's May. It is May. Um, so on this episode, we will be reviewing Long Beach Pride, which we attended last weekend. Um, I have a couple clips for you and I want you to tell me who you think this group is. As well as, later on in the show, we will be discussing a news article that states if you douche, you will have HIV or an STI. No, don't think that. Uh, we'll go over why they're saying this and why people pick these titles to scare the shit out of people that don't even read the actual article. Anyways, that and more on Gaiman's Podcast, G-Pod News. Welcome, welcome. So, again, it's Wednesday. Um, I'm tired as fuck. Like, the um, Pride was cool. And it was, of course, my first one um, that I actually got to walk around and actually be a part of it. Actually, my first parade that I got to watch, which was long and interesting. And, haha, <laughs> I said long. <laughs> Anyways, um... My body hurts. My legs hurt. No joke. Um, the camera guy that, you know, was there for uh, G-Pod News, um, he has, like, a watch that he wears to, like, tell him his steps and all that stuff. So, uh, and he was pretty much with me the whole time. Um, so, like, he didn't wear his watch for the entire day, maybe half of it. And I already said 6,000 steps, 2,000 calories. So I burned more than 2,000 calories had more than 6,000 steps that weekend. You guys are like, oh, that's nothing. I'm a fat guy, and I haven't walked that much ever since freaking, I don't even know, 10, 20 years? I don't give a shit. But there is a lot of walking. I mean, we did get an okay parking space. But walking from the parking space to the parade and then standing at the parade for three hours and then walking back and then uh, putting our stuff away and then walking to the venue. And then, of course, the venue is all pretty much... Um, you know, standing and walking around and stuff like that. We did, um, you know, have a VIP tent, which looked amazing. You guys who put on the VIP tent for Long Beach Pride did an amazing job. We got to sit down in there, listen to some music, talk to some cool people, um, and stuff like that. So let's go over this Pride. Again, it's my first one. Um, I was talking to some of the vendors and all that stuff. So all in all, what was my impression of the Pride? Um, the venue. Let's talk about the venue before we talk about the parade. Um, it was very spaced out. Like, they had a lot of land, and they could have filled it with more, you know, people, whether that means, you know, making their, um, lot space cheaper or whatever. But there was so much dead space that a lot of people, you know, just walked maybe the main stretch and didn't go to the other side to see other vendors, which they had some really good vendors out there giving out, you know, free stuff and stuff like that. So if I would have paid the same amount of money and my booth was way out in the boonies, I'd have been pissed off. I'm sorry, I would have been pissed off. Um, just because there's too much dead space and people weren't over there. 
People weren't over there because it was too much walking. So I really didn't like that aspect of it this year. Um, I'm sure you heard that. That was actually a jet flying over. Can you hear it? I don't know. When we add this, I don't know if the, the microphone will pick it up. I can hear it in my headphones. Sorry, guys. I digress. Anyways, where were, where were we? So the venue itself was just, you know, way too spaced out. You, uh, you know, it was just way too spaced out. And to be a vendor and paying, paying that much money, the same amount as someone who got the front row to be put way back in the boonies for no apparent reason when there's, you know, 50 feet of dead space in between each row um, is kind of stupid. Um, but they did have some cool things going on in the venue. Of course, they had the Latin stage, the pop stage. They had the country stage. They had this hip-hop little area in the um, in the back where this cute little lesbian, who was so cool, was teaching people how to do butt slaps. You know, when you, like, I don't know, twerk your butt and make it slap. Now, I would have done it, but first of all, I wasn't wearing any underwear. And second of all, the pant the shorts that I was wearing was tight as fuck. So nothing's moving in those shorts. But um, it was fun. It was fun uh, to see her and, you know, see what she was doing. It was really cool to see, you know, this cultural mix that you get out of Pride, which is always cool because, again, I'm an anthropologist. So I love, you know, different, you know, cultural things that are happening, you know, um... And uh, there's a lot of, to my surprise, there was a lot, lot of, you know, church groups that were there supporting, which is good, um, especially if you're religious, you know, you can see something that, you know, you like, oh, hey, you know, I don't have to, you know, downside or degrade my religion just because, you know, I'm gay. So it was good to see all that. Of course, there's a lot of underwear. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a couple adult places um, but they didn't really have adult toys. And then, of course, there's the leather tent, which I always like going into because they teach you how to, you know, properly spank to actually make the the spanking sound, but without giving your partner any bruises or redness or breaking any of st the skin. So if you want to learn how to, you know, use leather or uh, spank or anything like that, go into one of those those tents. It's very educational. Um, other than that, outside of the event, inside the venue, there was not a lot of people walking around naked. There wasn't a lot of people in, like, thongs or whatever. I don't even remember seeing anyone. Everyone was well-dressed and, you know, colorful and, you know, all that stuff. It was very, it was a classy pride. So now let's talk about the parade. Um, that was the first thing that we did. Um, we got there at 9.30. The parade starts, stepped off at, uh, 10.30. <clears throat> so by the time that it got to us, it was like 11, 11.30. And then halfway through, you know, that was the 12.30 marker. So this parade was a good three to four hours. Three hours if you're in the front of it. If you're in the middle or the back, it would be about four hours. So very long parade. Um, you had people like Boeing there. You know, Smirnoff was there. Um, and a couple other big brands. Um, were there again church groups that I got some photos if you go to my Facebook you'll see it but I got some photos of you know this church group they're they're wearing free hug t-shirts and that did it a lot of people in the crowd just ran over there to get free hugs this is you know what a pride is about and that 
group just showed that, hey, you know, it's it's about, you know, coming together no matter if what your sexual orientation is, no matter what your, you know, your religious orientation is. It's just coming together and celebrating together. So with that said, I actually have a clip and I thought it was cool when I heard it. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I already know who these people are. But I have a clip for you. Um, excuse the audio quality because, again, my, my camera guy was, like, running around all the time. So um, I will play it. There's two songs. The first song doesn't really give it out, but the second song totally gives it out. Tell me who you think this group is. Um, okay, let's let's see if we can do this. There's probably a hum. Coming up on the second song. Okay, who do you, who, what group do you think would have that kind of music, that kind of song, and all that stuff? L l let's try to listen to it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll put it back on. Okay, ready? Who do you think did this? What does it sound like? Now listen to this one. Okay. So I'll give you a couple minutes. Who, what group do you think that is? When I heard it, I'm like, oh, holy shit. I know exactly who that is. I worked there at one point in my life. That's Disneyland and the cast members. They actually brought the fire engines from Main Street. Um, a whole bunch of cast members had this, like, really elaborate, you know, uh, parade, Disneyland parade, like, um, you know, um, uh, show for us. And the music is a dead giveaway. So this was Disneyland's uh, cast members who put this on. They brought in, of course, you know, the... Uh, the fire truck and all that stuff. So I thought that would be something that I'd share with you guys. I have more videos. If you want to actually see the video and what they actually did, you can go to um, my Facebook or my Instagram page. I think it's on my Facebook page, but um, for sure on Instagram, um, I will post it as well in like the TV feed, I guess, or however the hell you use Instagram nowadays. Um, anyways, all in all. The venue, I give a 4 out of 10. Sorry, guys. It was just way too spaced out. It was fun, but I felt bad for the vendors in the back because they weren't getting foot traffic. And I know that you guys have a whole bunch of land, but you guys should have plotted it out a little bit better. Um, dead space doesn't always look good. It kind of makes it look cheesy. So... Um, that was, the, the you know, my, my take on the venues, which is a 4 out of 10. Um, and 
the parade, which this is, again, my first parade, so it's hard to say. It was a really long parade. I remember when we did long, uh, uh, L.A. Pride. Now, the parade only lasted like an hour and a half to two hours at the most. This one was at least three hours, up to four. There's tons of people there, which was good, especially since it was free to see. So um, next year, if you're in the area, go watch the parade. It's free. Um, but the parade altogether, it was really fun. There's a mix of, um, you know, uh, groups in, in floats and all that stuff. So it made it a little bit more enjoyable. I would give it a 7 out of 10. Um, just because, again, I can't give it a 10 out of 10. I can't give it, you know, it's not, it, it, it's a good parade. But again, the length kind of gives me a 7 out of 10. It's my first parade, so I have to rank, rank it somewhere where just in case there's another parade that really sucked, I can go down, or really good, I can go up. So I'm giving you a 7 out of 10 Long Beach Pride Parade. Your venue this year was cool, but I'm giving you a 4 out of 10 just because um, I felt bad for the vendors. Everything else, the, the, the VIP area, I give you a 10 out of 10. Very classy VIP area. I loved it. Anyways, when we return, we're going to be talking about an article that states that if you douche, you most likely will get HIV or an STD. That after the break. Welcome back to Gaiman's Podcast, Cheapod News. I'm Michael Roberts. And yes, we have our background music back and our intro music back. So you guys are probably happy because my voice can be, you know, um, augmented by uh, background music. So you don't have to listen to my gross voice all the time. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Anyways, let's get into this article from Gay Star News, which is causing a lot of backlash because people aren't actually reading it. And second of all, they're not understanding anything because this article doesn't really state anything. It's not helping with uh, making sure that you don't have an STD or STI, STI from um, douching, which you can't get it directly from douching, but they're suggesting that the cause of it is actually douching, which there's 10,000 reasons why you can... I'll get into it later, guys. Anyways, I'm going to paraphrase this. The title of the article is Douching Linked to HIV and STI transmission in gay and bi men now i can't find my glasses so bear with me so let's start this a new study links rectal douching with an increase in the risk of transmission of hiv and or stis the overview study looks at multiple research papers published between 1970s and 2018 um, y'all know what douching is, right? I don't have to read why, you know, what is douching. That's basically when you do, like, a what you're supposed to be doing is a water rinse of the inside of the anal area. Anyways, I'm not going to read that. Um, so basically, one study found that between 30% to 52% of gay and bisexual men in the U.S. reported douching. So that's how many people actually douche. Um... And of course, this is usually done in anticipation of sex. However, you can actually do it in the morning and, uh, you know, go around your bowel movement. If you go around your bowel movement, you can actually be a little bit healthier and cleaner. Um, And that's one of my tidbits, and I'll go through that 
uh, later. Um, but anyways, the article, it suggests the risks may be higher for those using soapy liquid liquids instead of just water or higher volume enema, um, which may cause trauma. However, they concluded more research would uh, help explain uh, the, link, the link in greater details. And that's basically the article. It's very short and sweet and to the point, but however, they're not really saying anything. So this is what is basically, you know, this is the, this is the, the gist of the article. Basically, they're saying that, that when you douche, um, what's happening is you're uh, tearing uh, um, cavities inside something beeped at me i don't know what that was oh i think it was an im anyways i digress um so basically what they're saying is that you know the 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 either if you use soapy water or if you use an enema kit kit or anything like that what's happening is it's breaking the lining um that can cause scratches and tears which then if you have anal sex then you know sdis and stds can be transmitted because remember an sti an sti or an std um, is transferred, uh, transmitted by body fluid or blood, uh, contact. So if the dude's dick, you know, uh, is inside you and you have a tear, you're more likely to get an SDI, STD from, you know, the, um, you know, from semen going into that area and other bodily fluids. Now, that's why you should be using a condom, but let's, let's pretend that we're not. Um, you're already at risk. You're, I think, uh, I believe that the, um, health department has determined if you do not use a condom, you're at a 50 to 60% risk of getting an STD or an STI from, um, anal sex or oral sex, um, without a condom. But, so this, let's go back to douching. So this is just saying that, you know, when you douche, you're breaking up, uh, you're, you're tearing your insides. Um, and it's causing, you know, more, uh, um, outbreaks because people don't know that's torn in there, yada, yada, yada. So let's talk about how not to tear your insides up. First of all, when you're doing an anal douche, do not use an enema kit. Do not use soapy water. Do not use anything that could, uh, um, can break down the uh, inner walls, which, and, you know, get rid of some of those mu mucus glands that actually protect those inner walls. Um, any kind of chemical will do that. Um, you know, water-based uh, lubes and oil-based lubes, they're good because they kind of protect the, um, the mucus gland. Remember, your ass has a mucus gland just like your mouth. So, what they're not saying is how to prevent this so when it comes to douching again don't use an enema kit an enema kit is not for cleaning yourself out before sex soapy water is you know could be used for it but if you're using too much soap or a soap that's not made for that then what's happening is you're getting rid of your mucus layer which is the protective layer that you know keeps everything you know good and um you know, malleable. It's, you know, able to stretch. The linings are able to stretch, especially during intercourse because you want those things to stretch around and not break or pop or scratch. When you're picking a, a anal douche, all of them, for some reason, have this long tube at the top 
However, you're not supposed to put that whole thing up your ass. That is used for something else. That is used for um, enemas. Enemas have a different process. The enema has to be injected further into the anal cavity than when you clean yourself out. So this is my thing, and this is what I use. First of all, don't use plastic because plastic degrades and can scratch your insides more. Use metal. If you're going to bottom, and they say only bottoms have this problem, they're fucking stupid. Because verse people have this this problem too, is that, you know, a, a verse guy, a good verse person, whether they're top verse, verse, bottom verse, or even a bottom, keeps their butt clean. And again, I'm one to, to say, hey, do it every day. I do it every day. That's just to make sure that I'm prepared just in case. I don't always bottom, but, you know, when I want to, I'm prepared and ready. Um, but let's look at the equipment. The equipment that they usually have is this long, slender tube. Okay. You're not supposed to put the whole thing up there. What you're supposed to do is put... a. a um, um, three-fourths to an inch up your 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 anus and then have a uh, trickling water trickling water um, not a big jet you don't want to over overdo it you only want to use water you don't want to use dirty water either you want to use clean water that's why I always say you know get a good bathroom douche you know if you need to what I do is um, I take a little teeny tiny cock ring, they have, have like one inch cock rings, and I'll put it on the tip of the uh, douche, the, the metal douche, and just make sure that it's, you know, no more than an inch um, away from the top. So I know when I stick it in me, how much an inch is. And that way it's not going way up into the anal cavity, which, you know, um, could cause even more scratching or ruptures and stuff like that. Um, again, use, don't use a high jet of water, just use a slow trickle, um, amount of water. What this does is, again, it just makes it sure that, um, you know, that everything gets clean. It might take a little bit longer, but you're not, you know, degrading the, the, the lining of the anus. Um, and that could cause, you know, dryness and ruptures and stuff like that. You don't want that to happen. Um, another thing is, is again, I talked about this is plastic. I never use plastic. Plastic holes are not really, they're not really smooth. If you've seen one, you know, it has this long uh, shaft. Whoa, I almost said schlong. It has this long shaft with, uh, like three or four holes at the top. Those holes are usually what does the scratching. Um, just because they're not smooth. Again, that's why I say just only put like an, uh, about an inch up there. But I never use plastic. Plastic's brittle. It breaks. It gets scratches easily. And it'll cause issues um, when you douche. Now, a medical doctor told me this. My doctor. And she said, if you're going to douche, you should douche every day. Make sure you're using a metal object. And, of course, she always says don't put, you know, more than an inch in there. Um... But she says doing it every day, what this does is it trains your body that, you know, oh, it's time to douche. You know, it's time to have water up there. And also it keeps everything clean. So, you know, the mucus layer will not be 
um, affected. The lining will not be affected because it already knows that there this is happening. So basically, you're training that area to say, "Oh, hey, you know, it's the this is going to happen." So um, you know, your your skin almost like a callus. It's not really a callus. It's just making you know the the areas all like, "Oh, hey, that's water." Okay, so we're good. Uh, we're used to it. You know, um, people that uh, go into the ocean a lot, they don't have um, their their skin doesn't get you know shrivelly as fast. That's the same thing. Your skin is you're, you're training your skin to not shrivel and become soft and brittle. That's the same thing. What you're doing is when you're when you're um, douching every day. Um, and again, you don't want to use dirty water and anything. You don't want to use uh, uh, saltine water or anything like that. You don't want to use soap. Um, again, most people use soap because they think that they're going to get clean faster. That's not the case. Um, what you should be doing is just, you know, douche longer. You know, I will, and this is going to be gross and probably too much TMI, but in the morning after my bowel movement, that's when I have my shower and that's when I douche. So that's, you know, uh, and I'll douche for, you know, four to five minutes. Um, just make sure that everything's clean and clear in there. Um, and with just a little bit of water, you don't want a, a, a jet spray. So that's my thing for douching the right way. That's what I learned from my doctors and from also, you know, other medical experts. And also the, uh, uh, you know, um, if you really want to know how to douche and you can't ask your doctor, ask a porn star that bottoms. Because there is an, a training guide when you get into porn, adult industry. There's a book on training your body to do things. There's a, a book on how to be a proper top. There's a book on how to be a bottom. Your cleaning regimen, what you're supposed to be eating, and a diet, and all that stuff. Now, the diet is separate. <coughs> you really don't have to diet. It's just all about how you clean, what you're expected to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, and this is good for everyone. Because, you know, if you're going to bottom, no matter what your, um, what your preference is, if you're, again, if you're a verse or a verse top and you almost never bottom, but you do bottom sometimes, do the same regimen. Just because you're always ready, you're training your body, you're not going to be, you know, at the last minute, you know, cleaning yourself out and your body doesn't recognize it and, you know, you get, um, you know, your anal cavity is being, um, you know, shriveled just like your fingers and, um more prone to tears so that's again why I do it in the morning that way you know when I meet up I'm still all clean and yada 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 um so yeah so this article is basically saying it's not the process that's doing it but it's adding to you know the vulnerability of getting a tear down there um which is kind of common um, especially if you're just starting out. And that's why, again, doctors say, you know, if you're going to do it, do it every day. This trains your body. Um, so you can't get an STD or an STI from just douching. If you have sex, you know, if you're wearing a condom, a condom you're reducing the risks by 60 to 70%, according to, um, you know, our government's... Uh, um, health department, um, but honestly, you really are, so, you know, if you think you have a tear down there and all that stuff, you know, do not have unprotected sex, um, 
even if you don't think you have a tear down there, you know, know your partner's, you know, thing. If he has an STD or an STI, you know, um, you still have to take precautions, even if they're on the pill now. You know, some people think, oh, we're both on the pills and so nothing's going to happen. You know, that's that's hopeful and wishful thinking, but also, you know, um, it's not very intelligent and you can't get mad if you do get an STD or an STI. It's your choice too. So that's my thing. Again, um, the anal cavity is just like your mouth. There is glands. Um, soap doesn't usually destroy those glands or wash out the uh, saliva. Um, water washes out some of the saliva, but that it, just think of it as your mouth. When you have a dry mouth and you drink water, then your, your gland starts to secrete again in your mouth. Same thing with your ass. If your ass is too dry and you put in water, clean water, um, it actually secretes uh, more fluid and it's clean, clear, smell good fluid. Um, so do that. Um, another thing is, is that there is water-based lubes out there that, um, actually have aloe in it. And what aloe does is it does clean the area. And this is again, something that I learned from, um, two of my doctors, actually. The first doctor, um, he was a thing of putting just aloe gel up your ass. I'm like, dude, that's like way too much and too expensive. Um, another doctor said, get, uh, get, um, lube that has, um, aloe vera in it. And that's what I do every morning. I have a specific, um, brand that I use, Blow Paste, uh, that I use because it's scented and it, you know, it tastes good. So you just put that in, um, in the area and, uh, what the aloe does is if there is any cuts, it starts the healing process. Um, if not, then it doesn't, you know, ruin your, um, mucus gland and it actually just leaves the area nice, smelling good, tasting good, and all that stuff. So I hope this kind of clears the thing. The reason for this article is not, you're get, you're not getting STDs from douching. You're getting STDs due to the fact that you're not douching correctly. I hope that's understandable. Anyways, that's going to be it for today. Um... Again, if you want to see anything, uh, any pictures or any videos, you can actually go into my Instagram, and that's at Gaiman's Podcast. Um, if you want to follow me on uh, Instagram, it's at Gaiman's Podcast. It's also for Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Um, if you want to email me, call me. If you have any questions, you know, I think there's a link on uh all of these podcasts now so it's kind of easier for you but if not you can get all the phone information at gaypodcasts.com that's going to be it it is wednesday middle of the week hump day two so if you're listening to this in the morning you better get douching so you're ready for tonight anyways that's going to be it guys have a great wednesday and i will talk to you guys probably on friday have fun